Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation, the restaurant guest experience podcast where I talk to industry experts to get their strategies and tactics you can use to create a five-star guest experience. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based real-time guest feedback platform that helps restaurants measure and improve their guest experience. Learn more at ovationup.com. And today on Give and Ovation, we have Joe Fontana, not from Montana, as he was <laughs> very clear about. Uh, although he's a big fan of Hannah Montana, I'm assuming. No? Oh, yes. and, and Joe Montana. Don't and forget jo- about oh, the yeah. football player. Oh, my gosh. That is so embarrassing <laughs> that the son of a former 49er went to Hannah Montana before Joe Montana. <laughs> and not Joe Montana. I know. Oh, my gosh. Forgive me, the football gods. The but football I, gods are... I'm really excited because uh, he is the owner of Fry the Coop. Eight locations right now and growing. That's um, right. And dude, you, you you're you're crushing it. You've got some huge love group for you, and I'm just excited to talk about the guest experience and what you've done at Fry the Coop to to build such a good experience. So, welcome to Give Innovation, Joe. Oh, thanks for having me. This is an honor and very exciting. Well, appreciate it, man. So, first of all, for those people who aren't familiar with Fry the Coop, uh, give us a little rundown. So, we're in the Chicagoland area. We, uh, like you said, have eight locations. We just started six years ago. We're about to celebrate six years. November 1st, first day opening the doors Woo-hoo. six years ago. It's pretty Mazel cool. Tough. Thank you. So we're um, we're very much a startup still. You know, Our goal is to open up 75 stores over the next 10 years. And uh, we really want to blow it up. Uh, we want to stay in the Chicago island market. We um, specialize in chicken sandwiches. So we're a chicken sandwich shop. All boneless chicken. We do waffles, chicken and waffles, tenders, chicken sandwiches. We're about to roll out some nuggets. Uh, we started out the brand based off of Nashville hot chicken, but we're kind of leaning away from that. One of the things with Nashville hot chicken, it's just different in every spot. So we are kind of evolving into a chicken sandwich joint, and uh, you can still pick your heat levels, but uh, that's what we're kind of going for. Now, look, Joe, there's crowded and then there's chicken crowded. How have you (laughs) built a niche in such a tough industry? I mean, aside from the fact that protein prices have been nuts, aside from the fact that there's been shortages, outages, I mean, aside from all the the operational complexity, the marketing complexity of, of going into such a red ocean, tell me about that. So we actually kind of came into the Chicagoland market when chicken sandwiches were not really a thing yet. We had opened up probably about two years before the whole chicken sandwich war came about. Uh Uh, But you are right now, there is chicken shops opening up all around us. So the competition is coming. We were kind of first to market in a little bit like that. Uh, So we got to kind of put our name in as like the one of the first. Um, but you're right. It's getting harder and harder. And one of the things I, I lived in California for a while and I lived right down the street from an In-N-Out burger, just obsessed with In-N-Out, loved everything about it. Always everything, out the door. Even the fries? Even the fries. No, know, Joe, no, don't say, don't say <laughs> I it. <laughs> well, I always get them animal style. So, you know, you put cheese, <laughs> grilled onions. Okay. A bunch yeah, of if sauce I put mayo and cheese on like anything, it'll be yeah, all right. Exactly. But... Yeah. By themselves. I don't know. <laughs> but my point is, though, the whole nostalgic, like, yeah, you know, the, 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 they don't change their menu. 
they don't do catering. I mean, it's like just this like thing that's like classic. So from the beginning, we've always tried to be classic, like not try to be trend chasing or trying to be like a hot flash in the pan. Like we want to be like a classic, like staple. So it takes a long, long time to get there. But I think like when you approach it that way, you kind of get your roots more into the community, the neighborhood more deeply than if you're just trying to, you know, chase some trend. Awesome. Well, well, with that though, you've got to really care about the guest experience. So what do you think are some of the most important aspects of guest experience nowadays? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, customer service is like going out the window. It's so hard to find good customer service nowadays. And I think the new generation, they're A, not trained on it. And B, they just don't think about it. Like it's not common sense. So I go back to real simple stuff. When somebody walks in, say hello to them, you know, make sure you greet them, make sure they feel welcomed when they walk in the space. Huge, huge. We put like such a priority on it. And then just like having not a transactional interaction with somebody like, oh, Mm. you're number 127, you know, it's more like, oh, hey, Jimmy, how are the kids? You know, like get to know your regulars, get to like know their name, get to know who they are, why they came, you know, compliment something. Maybe their shirt is awesome. Oh, I love your shirt. You know, where'd you get that from? Uh, you know, things like that. It's just make the interaction not transactional. Make it more of a connection. And then check on people, you know, touch their table. How's everything going? Can I get you anything? I always love that like Southern hospitality. Like, hey, honey, whatever you need, just give us yeah. a holler. You know, we'll come get you. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, I always put my hand on people's shoulder too. Just a little like touch to just like a caring, like, hey, we're here. We got your back. Yeah, um, And then also always saying goodbye to people when they leave. I This is a funny story, but I think it's so important to say goodbye to people that one day I miss somebody going out to their car. So I jump the counter. I run outside, knocking on their window. The guy's like, what are you? He's like, what? What? I'm like, oh, hey, I just want to say thanks for coming. You know, thank you so much. I, I didn't get to say goodbye. And he's like, okay, weirdo. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> get this. We get a five-star review like two hours later. It said the customer service is so good at Fry the Coop, it's borderline creepy. <laughs> I was like, that's me. I'm the creepy guy. I'm the creepy guy. <laughs> but, uh, something you know, we should all aspire to. If your customer service isn't borderline creepy, you know, you're not, you're not doing it right. But but especially in, I mean, like n- no hate on Chicago, but like especially in Chicago. I mean, I lived in New York City. I've never lived in Chicago, but I've spent many a many a trip in Chicago. And it's just like that that southern hospitality, the further you get from the south, the weirder it is. You know? <laughs> totally. And and you also have this like um I, I'm out here in the in the Rockies, and I got into this habit of like like saying hello to people. And so when I go back to Jersey and I say hello to people, they're like, uh, do I know you? But there are some things that are still kind of weird about it. Like for example, uh, when I I showed up one day to my house and there was a plate of cookies on my doorstep here in Utah and my roommates and I brought them inside and they were sitting there and my roommates were like, are you going to eat those? I was like, am I going to eat cookies that someone (laughs) left at my, no, I'm not going to eat these cookies. Like, and so they just down them, but that concept of like that that true like neighborly love and hospitality, just in, in places like Jersey, New York, Chicago, it just it's it's not really it's not the city of brotherly love. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. And I think it's even more important to have that when you walk in any place, just feeling welcomed right away. You know, hey, yeah, 
you belong here. Yes. The big deal. And, and regardless of of what that relationship is and what that context is, I am telling you the data shows that guests want to feel like they belong. They want to feel like they're heard. They want to feel like they're going into a place where even if they don't know their name, they at least recognize them and they could say, welcome back. And those yeah. are the types of things that that really drive that, you use that really important con word, connection. Because it starts off with convenience, then you you layer up to consistency, and that'll get people in a few times. But if you want to get people in for a lifetime, you got to have that connection like you're talking about. And, and, and it's, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you never know where that connection leads to. We yeah. had a situation where um, somebody started talking to a customer. Next thing you know, they're talking about their parents' business. The guy's like, oh, I, I need my floor done. The next thing you know, he's like, oh, let me give you my number. And then his parents ended up getting a job out of it and remodeling this person's like floor because they were just, you know, having a human connection. You know, they were just shooting the, you know, what, but it's like, uh, <laughs> no swearing, <laughs> yeah. but you know, but I mean, they're, you know, they're, ha- he wasn't just like, oh, Hey, you're number one twenty seven. Here's your order. You know? Yeah. See you later. It, they, were having, they were connecting as people and, uh, take this furthermore. I used to bartend and I have a f- great friend just, he came back from the Navy um he was a stranger to me 100 percent customer walked in the door ordered a beer shot sat down you know hey just started talking to him next thing you know he comes in next week starts becoming a regular next thing you know we're going out together next thing you know we're going on trips together before you know it he's like going to my in my wedding i got his wedding coming up in a couple months um but we are lifelong friends he's i I don't have many friends nowadays you know maybe four or five friends in my old age but like he is one of my lifelong friends. And I always joke, like he'll be at my funeral or I'll be at his funeral. But like, that's how much of a deep friendship we had. And he was just a customer when he walked in. And now I have like a lifelong friend because we had more of a, than just a, you know, transaction. That's so cool, man. And and that's so true, right? Like you just, you look at every single, every single interaction. And oftentimes we lose sight of the fact that we don't serve customers. We don't even serve guests. We serve humans who happen to be eating, who happen to be (laughs) drinking. And we can't treat them differently just because they're coming in at a restaurant. We can't think that they're different. And we can't treat them differently if they order online. And we can't treat them differently if they're a third party. We've got to make sure that whatever the engagement, that it's it's that human interaction, which leads me to my next question is what what are some tactics that you've used to improve the guest experience? Well, I just talked about a few. Um, and this may be um I don't know if it's so I guess when people have a problem, I just learned about this and we've done this in the past and I've done it kind of naturally, but now I'm like really gonna go all in on this. It's called the choice between two tokens. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So basically, what sounds very says, Alice in Wonderlandy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it it basically it says that you know if someone has a, a complaint or a problem, right? And say this person comes up and hey, you know you were missing, you know I found a um a nail in my sandwich, right? Horrible experience. I'm chewing. I bite down. I got a nail. Now I'm at the customer service window, you know, saying hey, like what the hell? My sandwich had a nail in it. Well, if the manager who's taking care of this problem, they under um, 
what would the word be? They don't make a big deal out of it. So the per- the customer is making a huge deal of it. Now the manager is like, oh, no problem. Let me get you a new sandwich. So now they are like under, um, God, I'm not finding the word for this, but they are like. Um, they're not matching the energy of the guests. They're not, yeah, they're they're actually like under saying like the world's not ending. Like no big deal. Sorry about that. Let me yeah, just they're downplaying the concerns. Downplaying. Thank you. Yeah. They're downplaying it. So then that will trigger the person the, who's complaining to be even more upset. But however, if the choice between the two tokens were like, if they came up and said that, now the manager makes like the, like, this is the end of the world. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Oh, like, I'm going to get my whole team involved. This is unacceptable. I'm so sorry this happened. We're going to refund you. We're going to get you a credit for next time. I'm going to go talk to my team right now. We're going to shut down the whole kitchen line. We're going to clean everything. They might be like, oh, okay, well. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then now all of a sudden the other person who was acting like the world was ending, you know, you have that choice and they call it the choice between two tokens. So lately when anyone has a customer complaint about anything, I take the choice of, Hey, we're going to like act like the world's ending here. And then get them to be like, Hey, it's not that big of a deal. Like relax, you know, you just forgot my fries, you know, you're like, okay. But, but I can tell you, like, I remember I was, um, I was at a hotel room. And uh, my wife and I were in the hotel room. It was 9.30 in the morning, and we were supposed to check out that day, but checkout wasn't until 11. Well, you know, we're, we're hanging out. Um, I might not have been completely clothed, and <laughs> the without even knocking, the cleaning lady walks in, right? And it was like kind of an embarrassing situation. So when I called the the manager to complain about that, because like totally inappropriate that she didn't even knock or anything, just walks into our, our room. He was like, okay, well, like, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, well, well, like, first of all, I want you to care a little bit. Yeah. Like that's, that's <laughs> exactly. not cool. Like, how would you feel if that happened? And he was like, okay, well, like, I don't know, like, I'll, you want to want like a free breakfast or something? And I was like, Oh no, he was like, Oh, I'll give you, I'll give you like some, I'll put some points on your account. And I'm like, okay. But then it was just like the fact that he was just so nonchalant and like didn't care about it. I called like the I called the hotline of the hotel to be like, look, this is what happened. And your manager did not seem to care. (laughs) And this person was mortified, refunded me, gave me like five free nights, and just that feeling of being heard. Was like, yes, that's what I want to feel. And I, th- I think that's so wanted. great because even in relationships, if I go to my wife and I'm like, oh my gosh, look how cool that, let's look how cool that is. And she's like, uh, okay. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, <laughs> I was really excited about that. Right. Yeah. Like, get excited with me. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a really, really good point. I like that. The tale of two tokens. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the choice of two oh, tokens. The choice of two tokens. Okay. I yeah. like alliterations, but that's cool yeah. too. <laughs> um, so I, I'd love to ask you a quick question, Joe, about how Ovation has helped you. Because I know that so far, uh, you know, looking in your back end, things are crushing it. I mean, y- you had some really good, uh, really good reviews before Ovation. In the last month, your reviews are 0.7 stars higher than they were before. You've already bumped up 0.2 stars in Google. Um you're more than doubling your five-star reviews. You guys are actually, in terms of your love group, you're 3% higher than the average Ovation restaurant. And, and we oh. tend to have like really good restaurants. So you've got a lot of really good things going. Um, but I'd love to hear from you. Like, how, how have you felt Ovation has been helpful for you? And any like stories? 
Oh, well, I can say the thing that I've noticed is that it gives people a place to vent, which mm. which I think is such a huge advantage because, you know, as a restaurant and we go through about 20,000 orders a week right now, maybe a little more like 22,000 between all eight restaurants. That's a lot of orders, right? Wow. If we're 99% accurate, we're still screwing up like 400 orders a week, you know? Like that's if we're 99, we're not even 99% accurate. We're probably closer to like 96. But you know what I mean? Like, so we're screwing up a thousand plus orders every week. Um, so it's nice, but people get the advantage or the option to give some feedback. I feel like it gives them a chance to get it off their chest. Hey, you forgot my cheese. You know, I paid for that. I'm pissed, right? But at least like they kind of like have a place to like, it's like a to vent a little bit. So they write that. And then it's great because that stops them from going to leave a one-star review. I feel like if you have no place to kind of vent your frustration, then it either bottles up inside you or you might like complain to your wife and she's like, oh, who cares? They forgot your cheese. And you're like, no, I paid for that cheese. I worked for that. You know, <laughs> so like, you know, they need a place to like vent that out. And I think just even writing the words, hey, you know, I gave you know, the food's great. The customer service was nice, but you forgot this or that. And then it's like it got, they got it off their chest, you know, and then it's a just a bonus when the manager replies and says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, we're going to put a ten dollar credit for you for next time. So now we're getting them back in the store. And it's like, wow, I thought I might have been talking to a robot. Like, I'm so glad somebody replied, you know. So I think that's been huge. Um, like you said, our five star reviews have gone up like crazy. I don't know um, exactly, but I know it is asking people to leave the review you know when they put a five star you know happy smiley emoji boom then all of a sudden they're getting that that opportunity to leave a review and maybe like sometimes too like i have a great experience at a place but i don't think to like oh i'm gonna go leave a review but if it's like hey do you want to leave a review i'm like oh you know what yeah actually i did have a great experience so like i'd leave that review um, and then what i realized recently is that reviews are huge with the seo so the more reviews you have on google and the more um, people that actually chime in to those five-star reviews, uh, that actually puts you up in different map searches and um, different things like that. So I think it's been helping our improved SEO. It's been helping customers vent. It's helping us win back customers, which I love because um, I hate to lose somebody over something yeah. like that. Uh, but I'm also getting a lot of feedback. Like I did not know that our order accuracy was really bad at one of our locations. And we've been doing extra line trainings there based on Ovation letting us know through all these customer feedback that we're constantly forgetting stuff there. And unfortunately too, I found out the staff is uh, smoking out back and that's probably why they're forgetting a lot of, <laughs> a lot of these orders. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we started collecting all this data from customers giving us feedback and that's helping us take action. So uh, I love that. And I love hearing that you're able to take action on it because it's, yes, you want to ask, and yes, you want to make it right now, but you also want to fix it forever. And you want to make sure that you're you're fixing the root problems and not just um, you know, not just like putting constant band-aids over it. So I love that. So Joe, who's someone that deserves a an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who's someone that we should be following? All right, you know, I was uh, thinking about this question. There is a place that's been cracking me up, and I just love their social media. I don't know them at all, but they're called Shelby's. 
and they're out of uh, Toronto. You know Dude, what I'm talking we about? We love Shelby's. We had them on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're awesome Ovation customers. They, they're like rock stars. We love Shelby's. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I just kind of learned about them maybe a few months ago. And uh, they've been running these hilarious, uh, almost like commercials that they've been putting together about this whole ketchup thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just, for people who don't know, they basically, you know, they sell shawarma sandwiches. And, you know, the whole thing is like the owner hates when people put ketchup on it. And so then like there like one of the scenes was like guy goes and buys his shawarma and he's leaving. Oh, thanks. You know, he goes outside and there's like a ketchup dealer, kind of like a oh. drug dealer. And he opens up his <laughs> coat and he's like, what do you want? You want the packet? You want the bottle? And so like he like buys it, but he's like, they're like totally scared of the owner. So they like, you know, they buy the ketchup and he goes in his car. And like, as soon as he goes in his car to put the, uh, you know, ketchup on his shawarma sandwich, the owner jumps out of the back seat to like attack him. <laughs> You know, end of scene. But it is so funny. That's just one of like 40 ketchup videos that they have. Dude, yeah. Shelby's, check them out on TikTok. They're awesome. And let's put that in the show notes too, um, their their podcast episode, because we had both the CMO and the CEO on, and, and it was just awesome. Uh, I got to go back and listen, because they're crushing it. Everything about their brand just looks... I didn't know they had eight locations too. I just yeah. that up. I was like, wow. Yeah. Crushing it. So Joe, how do people find more about you and Fry the Coop? You know, you can see us at, at Fry the Coop at almost everywhere, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, at Fry the Coop. Or uh, come when you're in Chicago, come stop by and grab the best chicken sandwich you ever had. There we go. Well, Joe, for helping the spirit of the classic fly and not run afoul, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us on Give an Ovation. Thank you so much. Honored to be here. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen. We're all about feedback here. Again, this episode was sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based actionable guest feedback platform built for multi-unit restaurants. If you'd like to learn how we can help you measure and create a better guest experience, visit us at OvationUp.com.